0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to EpiCentral. I'm your host, Maddie Lewis, infectious disease epidemiologist. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about the paranormal, Halloween, and witches. Now, I don't know if I'm going to talk about science at all in this, but I'm definitely going to talk about some sociology, some history, and mostly personal thoughts on these topics. And of course, I'm doing this because Halloween, duh. But I didn't plan on making an episode today, but my friend Nigel asked me last night, do you practice witchcraft? And I was like, uh, no, but then it kind of started this really interesting conversation and a conversation that I was having with myself, uh, this morning, because it's just really fascinating. So the reason he asked is because I had a Halloween party last night, and of course I decorated my apartment to be Halloween themed, and I have this cabinet- and um, on top of the cabinet, I have some artwork and some candles. And for Halloween, I put all of my Halloween decorations on there. And my friend, on my a different friend, on my birthday gave me a witchcraft set. I'm not really sure why he did. But, I mean, I think it's because I like manifesting and stuff like that. And, like, I have, like, a crystal or two. I don't know if that really works. But um, I'm not practicing witchcraft. However, he got me one and I was like, I don't know what to do with this. So it was in my closet. And then for Halloween, I was like, okay, I'm taking this out. You know, this is Halloween decorations now. So I basically used it all for that. And on top of my cabinet, it kind of looked like a altar or some kind of like seance thing. I don't know, whatever they're called. After he asked, my friend Tamson was like, would you ever practice witchcraft? And I was like, um, no, but it kind of started this interesting conversation because from my understanding of witchcraft, I think I think witchcraft is very misunderstood, and I've come to learn a lot more about it because I find it very, very fascinating, although it's not something that I do or necessarily believe in, but I don't know. So basically, my understanding of witchcraft is that someone is trying to manifest something into reality, which I do believe you can do, and I do all the time, um, but then they're, they do Do it when it comes to, like, physical objects as well. So, like, candles, crystals, um, potions, uh, you know, things they light on fire, stuff like that. And in a lot of ways, I think a lot of religious groups do practice witchcraft, if that is the definition that we're going to go by. Because pretty much every religion uses candles, um, including, like, pretty much every Christian religion. And Christians are very much um, traditionally opposed to witchcraft. Catholics also use uh, prayer beads. What are they called? I don't know. Let's call them prayer beads. Oh, rosary. And again, if you're going to use that same definition of trying to manifest something um, or, you know, wish something to be true while using a physical object to help you achieve that, then that is definitely witchcraft. I also think people think that witchcraft is like this evil thing. And again, if somebody's just trying to manifest something to happen, I don't think that's inherently evil. I think that's something that we all do by writing down our goals and um, some things, as well as prayer. However, I think witchcraft is probably a lot more than just trying to manifest good things or fortunate things to happen to you. I think people also try to connect with spirits and talk to the dead and stuff like that. And for me, that is the part of witchcraft I would never ever touch or the part of like anything. I mean, you don't have to be practicing witchcraft to try to like connect with spirits. And that's a no for me because I do believe in a lot of that stuff. And I just don't think I'm the person to be connecting with the dead, with the spirits at that level. Um, I mean, obviously, like if you're spiritual, then you connect with spirits and that you connect with like God and like, maybe your ancestors and stuff. And I'm in full support of that. But you're not going to catch me talking to random spirits. Okay. In fact, an embarrassing fact about me is that I believe in like those spirits and stuff. And so when I get scared, and I feel weird energy, like when I'm like home alone or something, then like, I will literally start praying, I'll be like, you know, spirits, if you're in here, I'm gonna send you away with love, like, I'm sorry, like, you can only chill here if your presence is unknown, because, like, I'm too scared to deal with it, but, like, I wish you the best, I send you off with love, because I don't want to anger them, you know, like, they've probably been kicked out of a lot of places, I want them to know that they can hang out only if they don't, like, make any noise or ruckus, because, like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to get spooked. Anywho, so that's my thoughts on witchcraft. I think some aspects, well, pretty much all aspects of it, as long as it's for good, the good of the world, then I'm not opposed to it. It's like, whatever, do whatever you want. As long as you have good intentions, you're not hurting anybody. Um, For me, I don't practice any of that or do any of that. I don't really believe a lot of that would work. I believe in manifesting, but I'm not sure using physical objects to help you manifest actually works. I think it's about like amplifying your intention like if using objects helps you amplify your intention as in makes you focus better or makes you like like it helps you I don't know because like when I am like doing my you know manifesting or my um meditating I will use candles sometimes to help me meditate but it's not it's literally just to help me like stay calm because the whole like like you had a flame I don't know if it's bad for your eyes or something but it's very relaxing kind of like um having the like fire the fake like yule log on the tv like that's like really relaxing so if somebody's practicing witchcraft and they swear it works I think it's just them manifesting things I don't know if like any of the potions and like whatever like are actually working Uh, if they are I think uh, same with crystals I think they work by like helping you like believe in it more because like Obviously, it's kind of hard to manifest things into reality if you don't actually believe in them. That's kind of the whole point. And then otherwise, connecting with the dead and stuff. I'm not opposed to it, but you're not going to catch me doing it. I don't think I could, in good faith, recommend any of my friends to do it either. But luckily, I've never tried, so I've never had a bad experience. But um, you're not, yeah, again, you're not really going to catch me doing it. Although I have messed with an Ouija board in like a group setting, and that scared the bejesus out of me. So like, I'm good. However, the next topic, let's just talk about witchcraft and pop culture. I love a good witch story. I am actually kind of obsessed with witch stories. I didn't realize this until this year, but pretty much all of my Halloween movies that I like are all surrounded by witches. I don't watch like horror because I feel like there's kind of different sections of Halloween movies. Like there's like the horror sections, which are more like gruesome I guess and then there's like kind of the witchy ones and then there's so many different subtypes of like witches which we can get into there's like the Harry Potter world there's the Sabrina world etc there's like witches that use wands witches that use spells and not use wands like whatever and then of course there's like the monsters side of Halloween so like I mean, this isn't a Halloween movie, but, like, A Quiet Place is, like, a movie based on monsters. I can do those, actually, movies. I don't do horror movies, but I can do movies if they're just about monsters that, like, very clearly don't exist, then I'm better with that. Um, The scary movies that have to do with human beings or spirits are a no for me. That's way too real, okay? But, yes, I love a good witch story. So, here are some of my favorite witchy Halloween movies and stories. So this year, I watched Sabrina, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is a series on Netflix It has four seasons, and it is extraordinarily good, okay? Especially the first two seasons are really fantastic. Let me see if they've won any awards, actually. Okay, I looked it up. Chilling Adventures has won a few awards, but I don't think they were major awards, but I'm not too familiar with, like, film and television. Anywho, the, as the seasons went on, the, the quality of the show definitely decreased. But overall, I think it was an absolutely beautiful show, like aesthetically beautiful. The styling of um, just everything, the set and the costumes are really great. The plot was pretty good, although that was definitely the part of it that decreased the most as time went on. The plot just got a little crazy. I don't know if you guys have seen Riverdale. It was actually created, I think, by the same people. Um, Okay, so some backstory. Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Sabrina Chilling Adventures, they're all the same thing. They're just different versions of it different adaptions of it uh, so to speak and then Riverdale that's all part of the same universe it's like Archie comics I don't like read comics or anything I just like that like those shows so that's how I know that yeah the plot just got a little too crazy as time went on like through the series especially after season two after season two like season three was kind of bad and then season four was a lot better season four definitely had a much stronger plot than season three, and possibly season two. I had a, I would say season four actually had a really good plot, um, in my opinion. So those were the major downsides. Overall, though, I think the acting was pretty good. Um, again, the aesthetics were incredible. Um, a lot of it was very 70s, 60s, 70s based, a lot of their um, outfits. And they were just absolutely adorable. And again, I just love a good witch story. And let me tell you why. I honestly think I love witch stories so much because they are centered around strong female leads, which might sound very like girl boss feminist like kind of annoying, but that's really the content that I like to consume. I love movies that center around women, especially like I love I love a good romance. I love rom-coms. It's like honestly majority of what I consume. But it doesn't even have to include any romantic aspect. Like, it has very little to do with that and more to do with, like, I just like watching women. And I think I am like that with pretty much most of the media that I consume in terms of, like, TV, movies, and music. It's mainly women that I'm listening to. Another thing that I really love about witch stories is that there's so many different versions and adoptions of witches so and i mean you could say this for a lot of things but like there's no rules you know like witches at the very base of it again they're they're kind of manifesting things into reality um but of course in media they're doing it like instantly versus like the uh like how people in real life are, are attempting to do witchcraft they are like, oh, like, obviously it takes time. Like, it could take hours to days to weeks or whatever to, like, manifest something. But then witches, like, on in media are obviously, they manifest things to happen, like, instantaneously. But anyway, at the base, outside of that, um, there's so many versions of it. Like, some witches in these stories, they use magical wands, like in Harry Potter. Some witches just use their hands. Some can do both. So, like, an example is in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, they don't use wands. I think only one character ever uses a wand, and it's um, her cousin Ambrose. And the rest of them, they either, like, say... I think they usually say spells, but uh, they, they do a lot in that show, actually. They'll do, like... Some candle lighting things. I think they do pretty much like every version of Witchcraft. Like they do like they mention herbology or whatever they call it, like potions, they mention like candles. Um like they will like astral project, which we can get into that later. Oh, and sorry to go back to Sabrina again. Sorry, this is disorganized, but that's another thing I like about Sabrina is they hit like so many versions of Witchcraft that it's actually a really fascinating show. And I ended up on, like, the Chilling Adventures, like, Wikipedia, or the Archie Comics Wikipedia, whatever it's called, and reading about, like, uh, the spells and, like, the different types of, like, practices that they were doing because I found them so fascinating. Like, the, like I was like, why are these, for example, when they astral project, I was like, why do these birds show up when they astral project? And... Um, I'm not spoiling anything, but in the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, when somebody astral projects, that basically means they like, they like lay down on the floor, they get intense focus, they light a bunch of candles, and then when they're intensely focused on where they need to go, um, their like physical body, like sends, it sends basically like a hologram to a different location, and their spirit like travels there, even though their body is like still like, you know, at home or whatever, their spirit is elsewhere and they can go talk and interact with others and like experience things, but they can only do it for so long. And, um, they can only do it for like a couple minutes actually. Cause after a couple minutes, I guess the like grim reaper or whatever they call them in the show, they like think that that person is dead because their spirit is descended from their body. And so, um, they will like start to go after that person's spirit, and these birds will show up to give that person a warning. So, like the more birds there are, after like three or four birds, I think that that's when like the grim reaper is like, okay, enough of this. Like I'm taking you like out of here. Like you're dead now. Um, so you can only astral pro- project for like two minutes or something. But anyway, <laughs> that was a long caveat. Since Anyway, those are just some of the reasons I can think of why I just, like, love a good witch story. But let's move on to a different witch story. So next, there's also Harry Potter. Um, I mean, that goes without saying, it's one of the best movies, like, series ever. I mean, it has a cult following. A lot of these things have a cult following for a reason. Um, I don't even think I have to get into it, but I am re-watching Harry Potter right now. And it's just fantastic. I rewatch it pretty much every year. Sometimes I skip a year or two. And then when you watch it for the first time after not watching it for like a year or two, it's even better. The annoying thing, though, is it's not available. The only streaming service Harry Potter is available on like right now is Peacock, which is like a new streaming service, which thankfully I do have because it's currently free with Xfinity, although... I think it's only because it's new. I think, like, after a couple years, it's probably not going to be free with Xfinity. But anywho, uh, I can't Chromecast Xfinity on my TV, and I can't, like, I don't know. It's, like, not working on my Roku for some reason. Like, it won't let me watch Harry Potter. So I've been having to watch it on my laptop, which is so ratchety, but whatever. And obviously, Harry Potter, I feel like, is one of the only witch movies that I know of that is centered around a male lead. Um, But I love it all the same. It's just absolutely fantastic. I would say that show is overall like more masculine. Or sorry, that movie series is overall more masculine than like most of the witch movies and shows. But that is totally okay with me. Um, Another great movie is Halloween Town, the Halloween Town series. Now let's talk about it. Halloween Town is an absolutely fantastic series. They are Disney Channel original movies that came out, I believe, in the late 90s and early 2000s. And um, they're definitely female-centric. I think pretty much all the witches in that movie are females. There's like a few males, I guess. But they're all evil, (laughs) which is amazing. So, um, yeah, it's a great series. Um, The first one is fantastic. The second one is Halloween Town 2: to Calabar's Revenge. That one is my personal favorite. I think it's probably most people's favorites Who are true Halloween Town fans? I would say most people who can name like all the movies. Um, they're they're you know who watch them like every year. Um, Like myself, most people, I think, are Halloween Town 2, like, is their favorite. It's the best one. And then the third Halloween Town is called Halloween Town High. That one is okay. It's not that great, but it's bearable. And then Return to Halloween Town is the last one where they absolutely flopped okay this is like the worst movie ever i refuse to watch it actually i rewatch the halloween town series every single year sometimes twice a year because sometimes in the summer i just like have to watch it because it's so good and um it's like you know you know you get excited about fall and winter like in the middle of the summer does that ever happen to you guys i don't know and like a good christmas movie in july so um yeah the last one's horrible Uh, They completely changed the main, like, the main lead. Her name was um, Marnie, and they, like, completely changed actors. I don't know why. And the actress that played the actual Marnie, not fake Marnie in the last one, her name is Kimberly J. Brown. I actually follow her on TikTok. And fun fact, she's actually either married or engaged, I can't remember, um, with the actor who played calabar's son which was like her um he was like an evil character that she was fighting against in halloween town 2: calabar's revenge so the best movie and he was really cute and he's still kind of cute i mean i don't know he's kind of old now but they're adorable together another fun fact about halloween town is the set is still up in um i believe it's in oregon somewhere and some of the Halloween Town actors go there um, every year or every couple years to, like, you know, go celebrate Halloween Town, like, whatever. And maybe one day, if I'm, like, in the area, I'll go. But I don't know if I'm big enough of a fan to, like, literally buy a ticket across the country to, like, go see the Halloween Town set. I don't know. But, <laughs> but yeah, those movies are very wholesome. The next movie I want to talk about is Practical Magic. I just watched this for the first time this year, a month or two ago, and it was one of the best Halloween movies I've ever seen, if not the best. Like most of these, Practical Magic is a cult classic. The two made leads are Get Ready For It, Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. So, of course, you know it's about to slay. And it was made in 1998, so like... Uh, I just love like mid to late 90s, just everything is so fun. I the vibe of all of the shows and movies of the mid to late uh 19 or 1900s, 1990s, and like early 2000s, it's just it's just the best. It has great aesthetics. Um, it's cheesy and fun and just so you know what it is. Everything that was made in the late 90s was wholesome as hell. And now that I say that, the phrase wholesome as hell doesn't really make sense. But anyway, Practical Magic, you have to watch it, is absolutely fantastic. And the good thing about it is it is free to watch on YouTube. And I think it's on a few streaming services, maybe like Peacock or something. It is just great. Um, Oh, and another theme that I find a lot in witch movies, and I don't exactly know why this is, but I feel like a lot of them really focus on like sisterhood and again a lot of these stories are female or or, sorry are centered around female leads and a lot of them will tend to be like sisters and then even going further than that a big theme is like covens which are like I, I think a coven is like a group of witches who like practice together and like amplify and like help each other like you know do witchcraft together and I think it's usually all women although in the chilling adventures of Sabrina their coven is like males and females and whatever but it's usually all women and I don't know I think it's really cool that they like like a lot of these stories show like really good like si- like close like sisterhood as well as close like female friends friendships I think the last one I'm gonna talk about is Hocus Pocus wait actually I totally forgot to talk about Uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I think I'm going to talk about that first. Okay. So I should have talked about that when I talked about the chilling adventures of Sabrina. But Sabrina the Teenage Witch is like the OG adaption of like the Sabrina like comics. Actually, that's a lie. I'm pretty sure there was a show like maybe a decade prior um, that was like an animated Sabrina. I've never seen that. I feel like I need to see it just because I'm like kind of a Sabrina super fan at this point but whatever so Sabrina the Teenage Witch was the first like really popular Sabrina story and that show's really good I want to say it originally aired in the late 90s and early 2000s on like maybe like ABC Family it is if I had to guess and I used to watch it a lot as a kid growing up because it played a lot after school and it's about this like blonde, 16-year-old, like, happy-go-lucky girl um, who, did she grow up as a witch? I'm pretty sure she, like, didn't have powers in this one until she became 16. Okay, yes, I just confirmed using Wikipedia she did not know she had powers until she was 16, which really confused me because, A, the original story is that, like, that's completely switched. Like, the original story is that she like knows she has powers but like the storyline starts when she's 16 um and it's also confusing because she lives with her two like witch aunts and a talking animatronic cat um (laughs) that's a whole thing so i don't remember how they explained that but that's fine and it's a really good show. It's a very light show. Um it doesn't really get into like dark evil themes at all. It's again, it's very light. It's very fun. And even in times where like things go bad, it it's still just an overall good vibe. It's it's very light, which is a very stark contrast between Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is overall a very very dark show. However, Chilling Adventures, they they still made it Like, really funny, really good, really fascinating, and really aesthetically pleasing, even though it is pretty dark. Also, like I said earlier, I don't really do scary, and Chilling Adventures really isn't scary. The first time I watched it, I was, like, a little spooked. But now, when I watch it, it's, like, totally fine. Um, But it is dark, though. Like, it's not always the best vibe, but it's so fascinating that I can watch it and still feel really good. Um, Going back to Sabrina the Teenage Witch, um, I think there was like eight seasons, and I'm Googling it now, I believe. Okay, so it's ABC, not ABC Family, and there are six, six seasons? Seven? Seven. Um, And yeah, so it ran for a pretty long time, and I think it did pretty well. Like, it probably won some awards By the way, it was a sitcom. Chilling Adventures is definitely not a sitcom. Chilling Adventures is way more of a, like, uh, magical, like, fantasy drama. And, yeah, this is more of a sitcom. You can also watch uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, like, out of order. And it wouldn't really matter because each episode kind of has its own theme that's like very much wrapped up in that one episode. Um chilling adventures more relies on like a consistent plot and storyline that transcends an entire season versus like everything getting wrapped up in one episode. Okay, I could talk about Sabrina all day because I really love that series if you can't tell. But let's talk about the last movie which is Hocus Pocus and I guess Hocus Pocus 2 by extension. So Hocus Pocus is another cult classic. I think – is it just, like, witch stories in general? Like, they don't do well, but then they, like, garner this, like, incredible, like, committed audience? I'm not sure. But it's crazy because I I, I was reading about that Uh, yesterday. I was reading about Hocus Pocus because I was watching it, and um, I saw that Kenny Ortega – which I've noticed this before, but in the beginning, it shows that it's a Kenny Ortega movie, and I was like, what? Um, I forgot about that, so I was googling it. Like, did he choreograph it? Because I always thought of him as a choreographer. If you didn't know, Kenny Ortega is the one who choreographed High School Musical series, and as well as like um, Michael Jackson's like tour. And I was reading his Wikipedia. He's done. He's worked with like a ton of like major um, celebrities and and done movies. And I guess he's a director and stuff too. Um, and Anyway, Hocus Pocus didn't do well uh, in the box office, I guess, when it came out, but it's garnered, like, a huge audience sense, and now I would say it's a Halloween classic. Like, that, when you think of, like, a classic Halloween movie, like, uh, for any age, Hocus Pocus is, like, the movie. Even more so than Halloween Town, I would say, for sure. So that movie's really good. Again, it's centered on three witches, they're all sisters, female leads, and then, um... those are like the witches but they're the antagonists in the story the actual protagonists are um like a little girl her older brother and a kind of a love interest slash friend of his so again mainly females (laughs) and for some reason if you haven't seen hocus pocus it's not scary it's incredibly family friendly um oh all of these things that i say are not scary they could be scary for like young children but if you're over the age of 12 you're not going to be scared and um and it's a hocus pocus is available on disney plus and this year hocus pocus 2 came out and here's my thing with kind of like reboots and and whatever what would this be it wouldn't be considered a reboot but like spinoffs and reboots and like when they kind of follow up a storyline like years and years down the road um they're usually really bad is the thing and i almost always just don't watch them, and I learned my lesson when Fuller House came out, because I used to love Full House, it was a sitcom way back in the 90s, and it was incredible, and I, when Fuller House came out, I was still like kind of younger, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be so good, it was literally horrible, and then I learned my lesson also with Boy Meets World, Boy Meets World was another incredible sitcom in the 90s, and like, really, really good. I re-watched it as an adult, and it was still just as good. That mo- that show was just absolutely incredible. And they made a spinoff, or whatever it's called, um, called, like, Girl Meets World, and it was so bad. Like, literally watched an episode of each of those and was, like, so disappointed, and I was like, never again. They also made one with, like, That's So Raven. I think the spinoff is called um, Raven's Home. And then, of course, they have Gossip Girl. They made, like, a spinoff of that. I refuse to watch it. Same with Sex and the City. Love both of those shows. Refuse to watch their, like, spinoffs. And then um, a similar thing to kind of, like, all in the same, like, arena of that is a uh, live-action series of, like, movies. And I never watch those either because I just know they're going to be a disappointment. However, I am obsessed with The Little Mermaid and will be watching live-action of that. Um, I don't anticipate it to be, like, that good, like I I would think it would be almost impossible for me to like the live action as much as I like the animated movie, but the lead character is black and I will be watching for that reason. Anyway, I remember the trailer for Hocus Pocus 2 coming out earlier in the month, I think it was like end of September or something, and I was like, okay, this actually looks pretty good. I had a feeling it wasn't going to be that bad. It just, it, I don't know how to explain it. I just could tell. And I was right. It wasn't bad. And is it as good as the first one? I'm obviously not. It's really, I feel like it's really hard for movies to get better than the original. It just never maintains the, the same spark. And I think the exception to that that I can think of is Halloween Town 2. High School Musical is closely in the same park as that, but I wouldn't say High School Musical 2 is better than the first, but it didn't get worse, which is rare. Anyway, to actually get to the point, Hocus Pocus 2 was pretty good. It was cute. It was very Disney Plus-esque. I feel like Disney, um, something changed sometime, and, like, I don't know what changed. Like, I don't know if there's, like, a set of directors or management at these studios that, like, it has a very distinct vibe. So ever, and I remember the first time I recognized this vibe um, of something being like very Disney Plus esque is when I watched the, the when the when the uh, Disney versions of Star Wars started coming out. And I must have been in college because my boyfriend at the time was like obsessed, so we went to go see them. And I was like, this has a very specific vibe, and it was very different than the original Star Wars. In terms of just, like, vibes alone. And then I started watching, like, stuff on Disney+. And I was like, yeah, this all has a very similar... I don't know. I don't know if they're, like, training their actors to be the same. I'm not sure what it is. I guess Disney Channel also has its own vibe. Like, no exaggeration. If And and I'm probably not the only one who thinks this. But, like, if you gave me a set of movies I'd never seen, never heard of, or were never released. And told me to pick out the one that was a Disney Channel original movie, I would probably be able to do it amongst, I don't know, let's say ABC Family movies or, you know, CW movies or like whatever. I can't recognize other like networks per se, maybe ABC Family, that kind of has its own vibe too. But Disney Channel, I'm so familiar with that, like I know I could. And Disney Channel original movies, like content, I honestly don't even know, like, I assume they're still going on, but the peak of them, at least the ones that, like, I like, were the best when I was a kid, so I can't really, like, like, I don't know, it's different than, like, the Disney Plus ones. Like, that is a completely different vibe. Disney Channel and Disney Plus are two different things. So, anyway, those are Halloween movies I want to discuss, those are my thoughts on witchcraft. Um, I guess I'll just talk about Halloween in general. Um, Halloween as an adult is still so fun to me. I love it. I think it's just like a great excuse to wear costumes and be fun and be silly. And I love it. I love decorating for it. Um, I decorated my office like heavily and a lot of other people did too. I think it's just like people's like favorite holiday in a lot of ways. Like, Unless you're, like, super religious and, like, don't celebrate Halloween for that reason, then I feel like it's an actual holiday that doesn't have to do with religion. And then, like, I listened to a podcast called Benchtopia. They pointed out that it's also a holiday that doesn't have to do with patriotism because a lot of our holidays, like, Thanksgiving and Fourth of July, have to do with it. And I guess the other exception to that is New Year's. But I feel like that holiday is, like, not that lit. Like, New Year's is never that good to me of a holiday. It's kind of exciting but it's not something like that I ever really like travel to go do. It's not something that I like particularly look forward to. I like the aesthetic idea of New Year's which is very glam, very sparkle dress, sequins, um, confetti, um, champagne. Like that's the vibe of New Year's. But it never ends up actually being that. It usually ends up being you're either at home chilling or if you go to a party, it's like a very chill party where people really aren't dressed up. They're definitely not dressed up in glam. Um, so maybe one day I'll go to like a real like party like out at like a bar um, that's like a semi-formal party. But I've never been to one, and therefore New Year's is never as fun as it is in the movies because in movies that's totally what it is. You like go to some like party at like this major event and it's like a whole thing, but it's never that. Most people don't do that. Also, what do people in other countries do for New Year's? Like all I know is the American version, and I know like other countries like have their own New Year's like I know China has their own and like India does, but like I know like most of Europe probably celebrates New Year's on January first. Um, so, or, like, I guess, December 31st, whatever. Okay, sorry, that was, like, a really pointless, like, rant, but that's, like, my whole podcast. This is just, like, my stream of consciousness, and you just get to see it. Back to the actual point, um, Halloween is a great holiday that we can all celebrate, despite religion, unless you're super religious. And it's super fun. So, this year, what I'm doing is, well, I decorated, um... We've been talking about it all month long. I started watching Halloween movies. I watched all the ones that I just talked about. And I watched Sabrina, which I actually finished before I think October even, like, really started. I think I finished by, like, the first week of October. And it's funny because I purposely started that series in, like, September, I think, with the idea that I would watch it all throughout, like, the fall. And it would just be, like, a really cozy fall show. But I finished it so quickly because I watched it obsessively like every day after work and I was done working out and stuff every day at like 9 8 or 9 p.m. I would I would turn on Sabrina and I finished that series so fast. Um but anyway, so that's what I've been doing and then this weekend is Halloween, of course. Love, I decided to go as Cupid. The costume was very like crafty like kind of last minute thrown together wasn't anything crazy Um, and I decided to throw a Halloween party with all of my close friends and it was really fun so really glad I did that Um, and that was last night I'm like currently looking at all the stuff that I still need to clean up which really isn't that much but I just kind of need to put some stuff away Um, and that is okay it was really fun and then Tonight, I'm not doing anything. Um, I This morning, I watched my friend run a half marathon. Well, I just watched the very end of it. I literally got there like two minutes before she finished. I was like rushing um, because she finished way faster than she thought she would. But uh, yeah, so I watched her run that and that was like Halloween themed. So that was cute. And it's like the foliage is like literally right about to peak. So that's great. It's like super fall vibes, like a ton of leaves are already on the ground. It's beautiful. And I feel like it all goes downhill from here in terms of weather. However, at least we have Christmas to look forward to. And that is the only redeeming quality of the winter is Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays and New Year's. But who really cares about New Year's? Um, yeah. And then tomorrow is actual Halloween, the 31st. And I might go to my friend's house after work. We will see. This is very tentative. And pass out candy with her. Um, She lives in an actual neighborhood with, like, houses. And so she wants to, like, hand out candy. And um, I love handing out candy to kids because seeing their little costumes is just the most adorable thing ever. It just, like, makes me so happy. It, like, brings back such good memories of me being a kid. And they're just so cute. I love seeing them. I love seeing the parents come along with them. And yeah, so we will see. I don't know if I'll actually end up doing that. But whenever it I do get to see trick-or-treaters, it's just an absolute treat. I saw some of them last year when I was driving to soccer because we had soccer on Halloween last year. And it was just great driving through all those neighborhoods, seeing all those kids. And it's so funny because some of them go so early at like 4 p.m. And I'm like, People are still at work. How are you going? Like, I don't know. I feel like when I was a kid, you went at like 5 to like 8 p.m. or like 7 p.m. But by the time it's like 7, it's already dark because it's like October, you know? So the sun starts to set pretty early. So nobody asked for this episode, but I thought I would just do it. I'm not sure if I'm actually going to put it up. It might go in my archive of many episodes that I have done and sometimes edited but have not ever put up and probably will not. So we will see. Um, if I do, I'm going to put it up in the next, like, hour. So we'll see about that. I hope everybody has a safe and fun Halloween. If you go to a party, make sure to COVID test yourself before. If you have, like, a test, um, just because, like, you don't want to share cooties. I asked all my guests yesterday to take a test. Some of them did. I'm sure some of them didn't, and that's okay But because um, I didn't require it. I did require it for my birthday party, but uh, I'm hoping for a sick-free uh, holiday season. Last holiday season was not sick-free. My entire family got COVID, but I'm sure Actually, I didn't talk about that yet because I, I don't know if I was doing my podcast then. Might have already been done at that point. I'm not sure. But uh, I just got my flu shot. Uh, no symptoms as per usual, and I will be getting my COVID booster very soon. And I'm hoping to not get any symptoms from that either. Uh, the only what I've been hearing as like a central theme for this like booster thing is like. I've been hearing a lot of people not have any symptoms, even if they did for the first couple shots. Um, and the people who do have symptoms from this Omicron booster, I have heard it's because they took it with their flu shot. And I think the immune system, it's completely safe to do. But I think the immune system is just like, uh, hello, like this is a lot. So, you know. Um, that's why I wanted to do them separately. Although I was going to do them together until I heard that that was the thing. And I was like, absolutely not. So anyway, everybody have a really safe and fun Halloween. Be safe from drunk drivers. You know, people get really crazy and be safe with respiratory diseases and all of that. I think my brother actually has the flu. I need to check up on him. So definitely be careful out there and have tons of fun. Happy Halloween. Bye. back.